When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This is what we call a three technique. This is what we call a three technique. On the ride with Royster. Murphy along the base with a dunk. Mason with another three-point attempt is short. And Murphy picks it up. Murphy, 31 this evening. They find Murphy once again. Absolutely going off today. Well, that's, and boom goes the dynamite. That's certainly a hell of a lot better listening to Mike Grimm, I'll tell you that. Wow. That was, uh, wow. That was, uh, am I bitter? No, hell, I'm not bitter. No. Uh, we love Grimm. Was that the uh, student that, broadcast? That was the Big Ten Student U broadcast. That's yes. fantastic. It was great. Young man, you got a future in front of you. By the way, how about the awards won by Minnesota athletes over the weekend. That's what we do, Pat. Jordan Murphy goes and gets 35 with 15 rebounds against hated USC Upstate, and uh, it was uh, it was he's a hell of a player. He for some reason it took him a month or six weeks to get playing last year. Didn't it didn't look like he and Reggie Lynch were compatible there for a while? But man, he turned out to be a terrific player. Uh, Murphy is the first Minnesota player with 35 points in a game since Andre Hollins had 41 versus Memphis on November 23rd, 2012. He was uh, dominant in that game, and the Gophers uh, will be playing at Providence uh, this evening in the Gavit tip-off games. Uh, That is... uh, Richard Patino's alma mater, uh, Providence University, also the first place his now disgraced father uh, coached, uh, at least at the big time level. Actually, I wonder started, if Rick will be in attendance actually tonight. Actually, started at Boston. You, I heard somebody asking Rick <laughs> if if it would be okay, Rich, if Richard, if his, it would be okay if his dad came to games. You know, you could. You could send a private jet to get him, and he ain't showing up in public, (laughs) I'll guarantee you that. But anyway, Jordan Murphy's a hell of a player, and the Gophers roll over the Spartans. Now we'll see how they do when they play the other Spartans. Right. But these Spartans, they took care of these Spartans. You know why they're called the Spartans? Spartans? No. Because they're located in Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. How about that? Mm -hmm. And Croft going to keep it and score. Where's this offense been, Golden Gophers? (laughs) Big hole, right up the middle. Timbery Croft is going to take it all the way. Touchdown, Golden Gophers, and what a start for the quarterback, Timbery Croft. Croft, little shake. He ties in for the touchdown. Uh, You know, uh, Stevie Taylor, Turner Gill, 
All of them. Eat your heart out. Uh, Demery <laughs> Croft, 10 carries for 183 yards against Nebraska on uh, Saturday as the Gophers humiliated the Cornhuskers uh, and uh, sent them home uh, with their tails between their legs. Uh, Demery Croft uh, was the shared time in the opener, and then he had his uh, suspension. And he came back and played against Michigan State and uh, Illinois and had Iowa, Michigan, and now this game. He was still only 9 for 15 throwing for 105 yards, but they ran the ball for uh, 400 yards against uh, against Nebraska. You know and, what you learn, uh, don't you? What? To grow, you must fail. Yes, to grow, you must fail. And by the way... <laughs> Uh, we get uh, get ready, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, it might already be out there. If the Gophers, let's say, end up five and seven, sure. One of the reasons we're going to get is that because we had to establish our culture That's with right. Demery and mm-hmm. suspend him for three games. That cost us a couple of victories. You can you can count on that. Although actually, I think they won twice during his suspension. Right? They want to find real remarkable games, applied right? to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we do. By the way, Oregon State, the team that we conquered. Yes, uh, they're, they're now uh, they got one. They got one more swing at a victory, I believe. They're now one and ten. Oh, they got Oregon. Oregon left too, but they're 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 one and nine. Their only victories over Portland State, which is zero and ten in the Big Sky. <laughs> Oh and ten. And they're in the FCS, big sky. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're, but they're also last in the big sky, uh, that team. But <laughs> I eat Croft, difficult conversations for breakfast. <laughs> Demery Croft. I don't think you'll have to have a difficult conversation. As I said on Twitter, Demery Croft, man, he deserved to go out and party Saturday night. That's right. <laughs> Come on, it's campus. Go out and have some fun, son. Dumbo winds and fires. It was blocked by Konechny. Broke his stick. They score! And it's Sucker again! He scored three in the third period against Montreal on Thursday night. He has now scored the last six Minnesota Wild goals. And it's one zip for the visitors. You know what that got him? Now we got Demery Croft, the offensive player of the week. Yep. In the at Big Ten. Mm-hmm. We got Jordan Murphy, the Big Ten player of the week. In basketball, men's basketball, and now we got the number one star in the NHL, Jason Zucker, had six straight goals for this team. Uh, Zucker became the first NHL player to record six straight team goals since Boston's Glenn Murray in 2003-04. The 25-year-old Las Vegas native uh, is one short of matching the all-time record for consecutive team goals in the NHL. Mm. They've been playing a long time. He's got nine goals and 14 points in 16 contests uh, this year. And uh, Zucker, they're glad. Uh, they Remember, there were a lot of rumors that Vegas was going to try to get oh, him because yeah. he was a hometown guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were smart enough not to do that. Uh, you know, they were smart enough not to. Because they ended up taking Hala, right? Isn't that who the Vegas Knights took? Yeah, they took Hala. And uh, Zucker can put the biscuit in the basket. Yes, he can. He's very fast. And, uh, you know, don't let him convince you that you got to play defense to play, Jason. As long as you keep scoring goals. Just score goals. You can just ignore defense whenever you want to. They're still going to have to play. I like to say score the puck. Uh, Much like score the, the basketball, score the put puck. the puck That's in the right. net. Yes. That's right. Because he's one of the guy. Jason, he can uh, he can fly, boy. He's a hell of a player. And uh, 
And uh, six straight goals. Eh? You don't see that every day, as we just pointed out. You hadn't seen it for 13 years. Well, and it was NHL. discussed thoroughly during GL, Pat, and I know you always get a kick out of things just like this, where the mayor was asking, you know, a guy that scores all six of his team goals and three straight victories, and I kind of let him twist for a while yeah. until I informed him, Joe, they yeah. did lose that one game to Toronto. And by the way, Doobie, who we wanted run out of town on a rail, has had two straight shutouts, right? So Yeah, including yeah. the guy that just said that. Didn't, weren't you on the forefront of getting uh, getting Dubnik yeah, out of here? Yeah, but the difference is, I don't mean it. John does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just quiet. Okay. You know, hockey, I just... You right. Know, I'm, I'm just You're just quiet. throwing it against the wall. I told you about the tragedy that I, has occurred in my life. No. I? Yes, very... I had to announce this on Saturday, the tragedy in my family life. Uh, both the uh, grandkids are now on hockey teams. Oh, no. Uh, both on some teams that actually play other teams in other places. You get to you'd, go to the rink. You'd think some little brats who moved up here from Florida two, three years ago would be far enough behind the curve <laughs> that they wouldn't make any teams and you wouldn't have to go watch their games. But now... Not, it's uh, not the case with the... I year. already got a call. We're playing at halftime at the... Uh, at the uh, we're playing at halftime at uh, Ritter Arena in January. Oh, that's going to be Gotta great! Got to come back from Florida early to see the skate around for five minutes, see the little the girl skate around. Think of the smiles on their face. Oh yeah, see Grandpa there going. When's this damn? Yeah, there's a feature though on the iPhone, the video chat thing. Can't you just have somebody? <laughs> yeah. at the oh, there you go. Uh, dial that up and hold this the phone. Be, this could be tough for Grandma too because she likes to leave after two periods, thinking it's over. <laughs> <laughs> She hasn't gotten into the three half three three halves stuff, you know. So all right, we'll be back with Ben Gessling. Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. The Gessling covers the Vikings. Here with Ben Gessling. Ben the Gessling joining us now. It's Viking Star Tribune beat writer Ben Gessling. Ben Gessling, if you haven't heard, is uh, with us right now. Ben, uh, Zimmer isn't fooling me. Teddy starts Sunday. You think so, huh? Yeah. Well, you don't say I can't tell the team till Wednesday if you're – why would you have to talk to the team if you're sticking with Case Keenum? Yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that line of thinking certainly does lead one to think that it's Teddy because you're right. I mean, if it was, well, we're going to stick with what we've been doing for the last – five games and yes. what we've been doing during this winning streak, there's there's no need to have a conversation about it. So, uh, yeah, that certainly would make one think that way. I just, I, I guess the argument for Keenum, though, is Mike Zimmer does not strike me as a guy that makes a lot of, um, I, it was not, this, not that this would be a rash decision, but I think he is pretty careful before kind of stepping out and, and breaking from what has been working. And, you know, that would make me think that, that it's still Case Keenum, but you're right. The, the idea that you have to have a conversation with your quarterbacks, if it's, hey, we're doing the same thing we did last week, there's probably no need to have that conversation. And the other thing is you got a home game Saturday, Sunday now against a worthy opponent for sure, including Aaron Donald. But if you if you want to make the change, you can, then you got three road games after that. I would think uh, you look at your schedule. If you're going to make the change, you know in your heart you want to make the change. It's got to be Sunday where he can hear all the Teddy, Teddy, Teddy cheers. Yeah, there is that. I mean, you could, I suppose, make the argument that if you were going to get him ready to play against the Lions, you could start preparing for that now. Yeah, but that's I, true. I, I don't know how you do that. I mean, you know, say they go out and Keenum beats his old team and they win on a Sunday. 
then do you pull the plug on him after that on a short week? I mean, that that seems a little odd too. I, I as I kind of think about that out loud, I don't actually don't think they would do that in the end because I you wouldn't have the full week of practice, and it's not just about getting him ready. You'd probably want to do it with the team. So I've talked myself out of that theory now. Um, you know, yes, I, I think the idea that he starts at home, uh, he gets a chance to kind of hear the crowd. Uh, who will go nuts when he comes out of that tunnel uh, and he gets a, ch- a chance to kind of have everything under control a little bit more, it certainly makes a lot of sense. What was he crying about? He wasn't playing. Why was he crying? <laughs> Just to be in a uniform, I guess? I guess so. Yeah, I think the fact that he was back and the fact that, he, I mean, he said as the anthem was playing, it kind of hit him that this is all actually happening and that, that he made the comeback and, and he said it was, you know, he's just kind of reflecting on where he had been. I, you know, I, I think he has downplayed this a lot, but I think he had people telling him right after it happened that you may never play again. Yeah. Uh, you certainly might not be an effective quarterback again. So, I, you know, I think Zimmer has alluded to that, and, and Teddy has kind of said that there was a couple conversations in the ambulance that were to that effect. He hasn't really elaborated on a lot of that, but I, I think it was pretty dire. I mean, it would just the way that they were acting around Winter Park, I think they felt like we've lost our quarterback and we're never going to have him again. So uh, the fact that he's where he is 14 months later, I think a lot a lot of it was just taking that in and, and realizing that I, I made it. I, I'm back and I'm one snap away from playing, even if he didn't take that snap on Sunday. Uh, now, Everson Griffin didn't play, and that probably makes a difference, but uh, what uh, what was with the defense? What was with our mighty defense on Sunday? <laughs> it wasn't quite as mighty as it's been. No, and and I think uh, Everson Griffin had a lot to do with that. I mean, mm-hmm. he was warming up before the game and looked like he was going to go, but it you know it sounded like he Mike Zimmer said he couldn't push off, and you know I talked to a couple of people. I, I think he in the pregame warm up said I just I don't feel quite comfortable with it. The surface there is not the best, so no. I, they felt like let's nip this in the bud. And, and it really, I mean, their defense is so predicated on how quickly they get to the quarterback that you don't see people make a lot of big plays against them because of that. And, and Kirk Cousins was able to, to get some things going on quick throws as he does a lot, but he also had some times where he had chances to look downfield a little bit more. And, and you know, you saw them hit on a number of big plays. I thought the one um, to the, to Chris Thompson, the running back, I mean, Eric Kendrick slipped on that. Mike Zimmer said today that they weren't lined up well on that. You know, I think that's something they're going to have to fix because the, the Rams certainly throw the ball a lot to Todd Gurley and, they had, they had a couple other downfield shots as well, but uh, Mike Zimmer said today he didn't feel like it was quite as bad as it initially he thought it was on defense, and I think Everson Griffin's absence makes a pretty big difference in the, in the final outcome of things. That was a nice win, though, because that's uh, that's a team that's you know got to win. The teams had a lot of bad losses that not I mean not getting beat bad, but a lot of kicking the knee losses, uh, games that they were had a chance to win in the middle of the fourth quarter, and uh, to go in there and uh, pretty well have them beat uh, halfway through the fourth quarter is uh, you know was uh, that's a nice win, and I I don't think. I don't think Carolina and Atlanta on the road are going to be a hell of a lot tougher than Washington was going to be for. No, I, I agree. And I think, I mean, that's been a building where they've had trouble. I mean, they, oh, yeah. the last two times they've been out there, RG3 gashed them. And that was a few years ago now. But last year they had a chance to win out there. And Sam Bradford had a late fumble that cost them that game. So, I mean, that has been a tough place for them to play. It's a team that had played – in three yesterday, and, and certainly probably still has this stat that the Redskins had played the toughest 
schedule in the NFL if you look at opponents' winning percentage and, and adding a 7-2 and two Vikings team probably it only bolstered that stat. It would have had to have mathematically. So, I mean, it, it's a team that is probably better than 4-5, and five, the Redskins are, and, and the, the teams that they've played, they've played tough. So I, I think, yeah, it's a nice win. I, I predicted that they would lose a game by a point in the paper. I said that I think this is mostly a toss-up give it to the home team but you know they came out and, and did what they needed to do and and especially after the Redskins went out and scored early the, the Vikings came right back and answered the quick drive and and really it was uh it, it would have been a much more lopsided game if not for those two interceptions hey uh, my favorite underappreciated uh Viking Tom Johnson comes up again whenever he gets a shot he does well yeah and you know the thing with him and I, I think we talked about it a little bit is that that position with Sharif Floyd, with, with him out, yeah. you kind of thought, okay, this is going to be an issue. They, they are going to have to patch this together. You're going to have a lot of people that have to play bigger roles in that spot, and we'll see how they hold up. And, and Tom Johnson certainly has been one of those people that's been able to, to hold up and has taken on more uh, responsibility against the run. And I think that's really been a big part of the reason they've been better against the run because – he's been able to stand up. You saw a lot of teams last year kind of look for him and Shamar Stephan and, and look to run away from Limbaugh Joseph and and kind of have some success there. But when he's been able to hold his end of the bargain up, it's easy for people to find places. He deserves a lot of credit for that. Harrison Smith is something, man. He's I think he might be the best safety in the league. And they, they're, uh, they're up there trying to run the ball on third and one with him a foot behind the line of scrimmage. What the hell are they doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Um, I mean, he made a couple plays yesterday, and he does every week. But he made a couple plays where you're like, man, there's not much this guy can't do. I mean, they had him out on slot receivers a couple times. I mean, they really are not afraid to put him anywhere, and he shows he can handle all of that. I mean, he has for a long time, but they continue to find new things for him to do, and he continues to show that he can handle all of them. I mean, you know, I, I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday that. You know, if you're making a list of the best safeties in the league, I think the only guy I would probably hear an argument for above him is Earl Thomas. Yeah, um, who's not healthy. Right, right. So at, at the moment, there, there's probably nobody. I mean, you, you have guys like Cam Chancellor historically, Tyron Matthew. I mean, guys like that are, are certainly up there, but I, I would take Harrison Smith over just about anybody. And uh, so New Orleans comes in here to open the season. They get shredded. They look terrible. And then they lose again the next week in unimpressive fashion. And the question is, how long is New Orleans going to put up with Sean Payton? (laughs) And uh, now they're going into Buffalo getting 50 points, and they've won seven in a row. This is amazing. Guess there's a good reason they didn't pull the plug. Yeah, right. I guess (laughs) what the hell happened? Well, you know, I I think a lot of that that – the team that we saw opening night with uh, against the Vikings, obviously, they had eight new starters on defense. Yeah. And I think you saw a lot of spots where they just looked a little bit out of sorts, and and you know they were sort of I think still trying to find their footing in defense. That's been part of it, but the fact that they've been able to run the ball like they have oh, certainly yeah. has made a big difference. And you, yeah, I don't think this is the complete reason, but you do think about who is not there. Yeah, well, but not, they're only giving him four carries a year, right? A week, but you know. right, but there's there is that thing of we got to get him his carries, and you know he's stalking Sean Payton down the sideline that night. Uh, you know, I, I that seemed like an odd fit. I, I don't think that's all of why they're they're playing well. I, I think they're overall just a, a better team. Alvin Kamara 
has been very, very good. And, and Mark Ingram looks like he's got, you know, kind of his stride back a little bit. But having that on offense has, has made a big difference for them, too. Who's, it, running the def- to see. who's running the defense there now since they fire him about every other year? Who they got? Uh, who they settled in on now? Uh, I don't know I who it is. I'm trying to remember who it was. Yeah. I don't think it's one of the Ryans. Anymore. No, we got rid of the we got rid of the Ryan. Yeah, we got yeah, rid of I, the crazy Ryan. But uh, I know it if I heard it. I, okay. I, uh, no, it's, I no, it's not Jim Hazlitt. Is it Hazlitt? Is it Hazlitt? I don't think so. Okay. I, Dennis I, Allen, yeah. the former head coach of the Denver yeah. Broncos. Oh, okay, so yeah. okay, so he's only been in there a year then. Huh? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. We well, tapped dance long enough for somebody to look that up. Okay, well, Reavers, uh, <laughs> if we would have had Manny Hill Thanks, here, Reavers. we would have told us. But Reavers looked it up. That's good. Yeah, but it's uh, it's an amazing – right now you got the Vikings, you got the – the uh, Eagles, you got the Rams, and you got the Saints. They are the class of the uh, of the NFC. The way it looks, and Seattle uh, with some of the injuries they've had, I don't think that they're, they're going to be in there. Yeah, I mean, it sort of looks like the NFC standings in like 1979 or 1980. <laughs> I mean, you know, with those four teams, I mean, they yeah. all I think made runs at different times around that point. The Vikings were a little bit before that in their best years, but. You know, the, the game Sunday is is going to be pretty pivotal to the whole picture because if the Vikings win that, they have tiebreakers on the Saints and the Rams, and they would obviously be able to keep pace with the Eagles who, who play the Cowboys on Sunday, and that's certainly no guarantee that they win that game. But, uh, you know, it, it from a playoff positioning perspective, it's an important one because this could be a team that they see again, and Sunday if they win, all but, you know, it's – I guess the Rams could not play them down the stretch, but it would give them a very good chance to have the Rams have to come back there in the playoffs. So it's it's going to be a fun week. It's, it's going to be a big game, and and uh, with you know, a lot of subplots going on with Teddy or Keenan facing his old team, Jared Goff, young head coach with the Rams. I mean, there, there's a lot going into this one. It's, it should be a fun week. And you can quote a veteran observer that Teddy Bridgewater will start Sunday. So. Right. I will. Uh, can I cite you as a source on that? <laughs> well, a veteran observer. I'd like to retain my anonymity. So okay, well, right. we'll uh, I certainly will protect my sources. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. All right, thanks, Ben. Ben right, Gesslin, uh, Star Tribune, uh, Viking writer. We shall return and see what Johnny Height has to say for himself. Johnny Height on a glorious day for Minnesota athletes winning Player of the Week awards. Thanks, Patrick. We got thousands of them. This update sponsored by Concordia University Online Learning. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Well, uh, as you guys were just talking about, uh, Mike Zimmer telling reporters today his team played well yesterday, and he knows he's going to start at quarterback Sunday, uh, but he's not telling. Although a source in another room here in the building says it'll be Teddy it'll Bridgewater. Be Teddy. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. I could. I put it on Twitter, too, because so I'm eligible for a freezing cold take. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> You know, I don't mind freezing cold days. I'm like Manny. If I have one, I, I try yeah. to get the attention. I, sure. I send yeah. stuff. Miguel's There's no such thing as bad publicity, is no. what you're saying. Well, there is. Well, unless you hit <laughs> rock bottom. Ask Harvey Weinstein. There's, there is. That's a, bad there publicity. There is an attempt yeah. at bad, bad publicity. Ask Roy Moore. Miguel Sano had surgery today to help his recovery from that stress reaction to the left shin. Uh, and what were we going to call it? Not a rod, but we're going to call it a, a right, pin, I, maybe? I, 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 know, I don't know. Just a... Uh, 
little piece of metal. <laughs> a little piece of metal put in his lower left leg. That rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Well, Straight yeah, but a rod sounds like you got a guy, you know, like you're putting up a fence post or something. <laughs> <laughs> a moose like him. Recovery you know? time expected yeah. to be 16. Of course, you could put a rod that big into it. You could put a pole, a flagpole in his leg, and it would still look like a little twig compared to <laughs> I've heard he's already got a flagpole. Oh, hey, now. <laughs> According He's to, a big uh, fella, but I've never checked that part of the anatomy. So. <laughs> I've seen his rump, though. That's kind of large. According to... Uh, I'm going to stay out of this one. Yeah, me too. Is it badonkadonk? I'm just going to keep rolling right <laughs> on through here. Well-muscled and huge. According to a report from John Morosi, the twins have reached out to check on the trade avail- availability of Red's closer, Rysel Iglesias. He'll turn 28 in January, but primary fastball slider reliever with the changeup that he throws on occasion. Was he their closer? 28 saves last year really? for the Reds. They oh. only had 68 wins. He saved oh, I didn't pay much attention to the Reds. That's, we just had that discussion in here, <laughs> too. He posted a 2.49 ERA in 76 innings. Boy, the uh, the hardcore baseball writers have turned this into a great scam. Not only do they do the winter meetings, but now they have to do the general manager's meetings there in Orlando this week. And the ge- and the winter meetings are in Orlando, too. So they're back there in a month. Uh, just announced this hour, Aaron Judge, the unanimous rookie of the year in the American League. Not exactly a surprise. How about the other league? They have not named it yet. they got to be Cody Bellinger. They're right? doing the hour show, so okay. we won't get that one until the second yeah there wasn't the a lot show. of drama in this no, one not at all not at all uh, Cal, uh carlos beltran announcing his retirement from yeah. baseball today i saw somebody throw out on twitter yes. i know big, what you're gonna say yeah nightingale was right? it nightingale yeah. i think it was about uh him uh the yankees the yankees, yankees should talk to him yeah, yeah. he apparently is a very cerebral the, player quite the team leader yes. type of guy and now they're saying he's a i keep saying people say he's a hall of famer Oh, really? You don't think he is? Well, I don't know. I'll have to look far, further, but he's not a he's certainly not a layup Hall of Famer, that's for sure. I mean, if Larry Walker doesn't make it, does Carlos Beltran? I don't know. Did you uh, see the, uh, I suppose not, it got over kind of late, the interviews after the last World Series game, where basically he wouldn't admit it, but he laughed when they asked if he was stealing signs from Hugh Darvish mm-hmm. because he had played with Darvish. Oh, okay. And he's known, apparently, for being a really good uh uh, not stealing signs, stealing pitches, okay. uh, tip, tipping pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they asked him, and he just started laughing and said, why do you ask me that? So they kept going. <laughs> Who so. cares? That's part of the game. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, you cares because he, <laughs> yeah, he didn't go two innings twice. Uh, Mookie Betts. You know, he's a, he's a very sure. good ball player. Yes, we know he that. is. Little fella. Did you he know? and I go to the same Publix where in Fort Myers. I saw him a couple of times really? in there. Yeah. Did you ask Did him you, uh... where the what these were when you had the plantains and you thought they were bananas? <laughs> Next time I see him in there, I'll say, do you ever buy a plantain and think it was a banana because <laughs> i did and i put it on twitter <laughs> you guys know mookie's a fine bowler oh yeah i did know that yes way the... better than your average you know weeknight bowler yeah in fact he's in the 2017 pba world series of bowling and he just rolled a 300 way to go mookie and he later told the announcers he's probably bowled 10 wasn't it something with his family, Johnny? Wasn't it a that parent or something? Because there was a, a feature done on him about, about really, that. Very about thing. It was bowling. really cool. Well, he uh, through this tournament uh, so far, he's averaging 205 through 35 mm-hmm. games, ranked 156 out of 195 players. He probably won't make the cut, uh, but his average up 15 pins from last year. He was in it and averaged a 190. Both those 
uh, I can, more than acceptable. Uh, I can assure you that when he's in the Publix and some Red Sox fans are in there, they go ape crazy. They go uh, <laughs> nuts. Crazy. Just made me. They go nuts. Thank you. They're so very Thank happy. Thank you for your choice of words. Chris, so Chris very, is reaching for buttons. They're so very happy to see Mookie. They love Mookie. For good he, reason. He's a hell of a player. Yes, he is. Uh, also saw a rumor over the weekend that, uh, um, oh, what's his name? The other outfielder for the Red Sox. Jackie yeah, Bradley. Bradley. Bradley has been coveted by the Giants. Yeah, he's going to get traded. Trade for him. Yeah. Especially if they uh, go after Giancarlo. Okay. So. All right, Johnny. Thank you. you How bet. about Giancarlo here? We give him Sano? Yep. And uh, any any of the non big league prospects they want, <laughs> two two three of them. Let's do it. Let's get him in here. You right. think have so? Some people at the ballpark. Right? I don't think the cheap poleads will go for that. Though, no, do you? The cheap poleads won't do that. No. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. <laughs> The ride with Royce now continues. It's time for Late Hits. I was up at Collegeville on Saturday and saw St. John's Edge Concordia 10-3, a very defensive game up there. And St. John's, uh, with that, becomes one of the five at-large teams in the Division Three football playoffs. They get they are forced to open at North Central, which is a pretty good program. They came up here and beat Bethel a few years ago when Bethel was really good, although Bethel's quarterback was hurt. And then St. Thomas, which uh, laid it on St. Olaf 90, unmercifully 97-0 on Saturday and is the conference champ, and they got the automatic bid. They are home with Eureka from the UMAC, and they probably aren't as good as St. Olaf, so uh, that might not be a thriller. I, I think I'd wait till the following week. But St. John's and St. Thomas are in opposite brackets, so they can't play. There's not a chance they'll meet up unless they made it. Both made it to Salem, Virginia. That would be uh, that would be something. Does St. Thomas have a chance to win it all this year? pretty good uh they're, they're pretty damn good defensively that's as good as i've seen them defensively but i i've only seen them i've only watched them once this year i saw them beat st john so i don't know meanwhile division two three uh teams from the uh uh northern sun mankato St- let's go mavs man minnesota state mankato unbeaten but they got a two seed instead of a one seed oh We're really very upset about that well who got the they one didn't get the buy central washington got the buy really uh sioux falls is in or sioux fuku as we used to call it but now it's the university of sioux falls but when it was sioux falls college mm-hmm. we could call it sioux fuku we That's like right. that uh and winona state also makes it and umd does not even though i think they only lost once so, uh, and did they lose to mankato well they had to i guess i i don't know but uh they you know they got so many teams in that league they don't all play they don't you're right but they get to go to the the mineral water bowl in excelsior springs missouri which is always between a team from uh, the uh, Northern Sun and a team from that Missouri-Kansas league that's really good. Sure. That doesn't make the doesn't make the playoffs. So um, UMD kind of got the short end of the stick, though. Uh, the final four for NASCAR after a, a Sunday: Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, and Martin Truex are the final four. Uh, Kozlowski got in when M- Matt Kenseth, who's not who wasn't in the fight, wasn't in the chase at all, uh, beat a Chase Elliott 
uh, down at the end of the race and Phoenix and uh, Ken Seth, who's losing his ride, doesn't have a ride now, uh, knocks Chase Elliott out of the... He would have gotten the fourth spot had he uh, won the race and uh, Keselowski got in. So that's the four that will be racing at Homestead. We'll have to get uh, Bianchi on this week to talk about that. And uh, that's the final, anyway, the final four. And Martin Truex uh, has been the leader all year long here. Stroke of genius. I love the guy. I'm now a big fan of his. Ezekiel Elliott will do his training. Did you see this? No. Do his training during the his suspension outside of the United States <laughs> at a non-disclosed location. You know what this is? This is agitation, oh, isn't it? Oh, at its yeah. finest. Big you know damn well the N- the uh, NFL wanted to have their spies around. Now, I don't think Zeke has had a drug thing, has he? So they I can don't test believe him. so. They can test him randomly. But I hope he's going where Ricky Williams went. Yes. Over there where the elephants <laughs> are. And uh, just having the time of his life. And I don't think he has to report his location. And here's the deal. The Cowboys aren't permitted to have contact with him. Now, they cleared him to do this. He he, gave, he went to them and said this is what he was going to do. He was going to go they signed train off on somewhere. It. Well, even if they, what, they can't do anything. Well, and it's Jerry. No Jerry says, him. is this going to make Roger mad? <laughs> yeah, you go right ahead. Make, yeah. Uh, and uh, he gets another hearing, right? He's he's going to definitely miss the next three games, and then he gets another hearing. But he's got. they might as well take the six now. But uh, go for it, Zeke. Anything to irritate the NFL. You're all for but, it. You know, wait. Go to Uruguay. Go to Colombia and hang out at uh, at uh, Pablo's old prison there, deluxe prison, right? That'd yeah, absolutely. Great. Speaking of agitation, uh, Gentleman's Quarterly has named Colin Kaepernick the Citizen of the Year. He did not uh, talk to them uh, for this interview, but they have a picture of him on the cover. Citizen of the Year. Uh, but that still doesn't mean he's going to get a job. Montez, Vontez, how do we spell his name? Vontez, Vontez, perfect. Perfect, okay. Uh, He will not be suspended after being thrown out of the game Sunday because he allegedly made contact with an official. A Cincinnati, a Bengals player said he has heard officials cursing at perfect on multiple occasions, and there's video that shows officials coming into contact with the linebacker three times in the past four games. An NFL spokesman denied those charges Monday, saying it is not unusual for officials to come into contact with players, and there has been nothing unusual involving officials' interactions with Burfecht. Uh, over the past month, according to a source close to Burfecht, the Bengals' linebackers have... Linebacker is growing increasingly upset with officials' treatment of him and feels he's being singled out by them. It is interesting that the league did not suspend him for that. Did you see it, though? I didn't think he should have been thrown out of the game. And I'm not a Burfist guy at all, but but, he does have a track record. But they are uh, actually, uh, you know, uh, the fact that they... Didn't suspend him indicates that they thought it was an overreaction. I, yeah, I, 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 I would right. be surprised if they're out to get him. Uh, you think uh, Tom Crean had himself a big cocktail on uh, Saturday night after or Friday night after this score came rolling? What in? happened? I missed this. Uh, the opener for Archie Miller's Hoosiers in Bloomington in Uh-oh. Assembly Hall, Uh-oh. Indiana State. 
without Larry Bird. Oh, no. 90. Indiana 69. Holy oh, my cow. goodness. They were out. They gave up 13. Uh, no, they were outscored by 39 points at the three-point line. And uh, they, uh, I was followed. Rick Bozich was, or no, Greg Doyle was at the game, and I was following him on Twitter, and he said, Assembly Hall was basically empty with five minutes to go. Everybody did, left. Did they lose a bunch of players, too, in addition to Crean getting, getting whacked? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't remember them. Lo- and they I were think, a pretty talented team last year. Yeah. Well, well they lost one kid. Uh, what What's his name? OG something. He got drafted in, in yeah. the first round of the NBA. Uh-huh. But Wow. Mm-hmm. The, the Timberwolves uh, tonight are playing the Utah Jazz after coming off the most disgusting loss in the history of a franchise that's lost many games. Giving up 14 in a row. To the Suns, who didn't want to win. <laughs> they were playing a team that wants to lose as much as they can, and they ended up getting beat. Uh, and, of course, the uh, fact that... Uh, Corzo, now Corzo, wants to, Corzo now wants to trade half of the Wolves the roster for no, Devin I'm Booker. Shocked. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well... Uh, somebody should have given Corzo. I didn't hear him on Saturday or Sunday morning, but I I get the impression he probably could have used a Valium, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of calm himself down. He thinks uh, the rest of the NBA is wrong and Corzo's right. He thinks Tibbs is an idiot, so we'll see. All right. We'll be back. On the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Manny, you got anything on your mind, sir? Uh, I guess my daily complaint is just as as bad a loss as the Wolves had on Saturday, and it was an atrocious loss mm-hmm. to a terrible Worst team. Worst in franchise history. Yeah, there's been some pretty <laughs> bad ones. There's been well, some pretty been bad known, ones. I've been known to overstate that a little bit. But it's it's just... Everybody just losing their crap to just like everybody's jumping off the bridge, and this is just it, it, it's it's just the same stuff every time this team loses a game. Mm-hmm. I got news for you, folks. There's 70 games left. Uh, They're gonna lose a few more. I got. They're gonna a, lose a few more. I got a nasty. I got a long email wanting me to be the voice of the fan because he. Some guy hates this team. He liked last teams better, and he wants me to write about how he liked last teams was better. And I said, "Well, they won thirty-one games, so I, I can't endorse that." You know, I can't endorse yeah. that. Uh, what do you got there, Reavers? In two thousand and sixteen, the National Football League earned fourteen billion dollars in revenue. Fourteen billion. Yes. And now volunteers are the most important part of the Super Bowl, and you are the ones that are going to yes. make Minnesota shine. That's according to LK, uh, Director of Volunteers for the Minnesota Super Bowl Host Committee. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, you uh, and you got in trouble on Twitter by making fun I of it. I certainly did, you? and I will continue to do it. Well, that's. Uh, I guess uh, I guess my, uh, my daily complaint is that Roger Goodell has the... Uh, nads, nods, nods. I'll call them nods instead of nads. To ask for uh, 49.5 Unbelievable. <laughs> and lifetime private jet. I'll just settle for the lifetime private jet. Sure. And keep the money. All right, we'll do it tomorrow.